Welcome back, everybody. The world of acting is enormously large, and I'm an idiot, and you'll know why in just a moment. Um, when I watched one of my uh, favorite uh, shows uh, in the recent times on Amazon called Space Force, I discovered an actor for myself uh, who uh, kind of piqued my attention because I thought he was a really good actor, and he was Russian-speaking, and I thought, wow, I've never heard of this guy before. I need to look him up. And I looked him up and realized that half the world already knows who he is, and I'm one of the few that actually doesn't. I mentioned him to my parents. I mentioned him to my uh, family. Everybody said, are you kidding? Do you know who this is? I said, no, I have no idea. And that continued until I actually started doing my prep. So I wanted to welcome to the show uh, somebody who is an actor, somebody who is a director, somebody who is a singer, and somebody who the world knows, aside from me and a few others, is Alex Sparrow. Welcome, Alex. Thank you very much. That was actually an amazing, an amazing uh, speech about about your life and my life. I'm, 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 I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to see you. And uh, let's let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah, let's let's do it. And um, it's it's interesting that out of all the people that I've interviewed, my parents are worried about this interview. They are most worried about me not saying something stupid. Uh, my family, <laughs> my family wanted to send me questions to ask of you, and I said, no, no, no. We're we're gonna run things the way that they normally run, and we'll take it from there. So um, for the people like myself. <sighs> did not know about you. Let's catch there's up. There's a lot of people who doesn't know, who still doesn't know who I am. That's yeah. that's fine. And we'll change that hopefully with uh, with uh, this interview, but um, yeah. let's catch them up. Tell a little bit of uh, uh, where you came from and how the world came to know you. Uh, well, I'm from Russia. I'm from little city in Russia. Uh, I was born in little small town which called uh, Tula and um, I was a musician since I was six I was playing accordion and like actually the all my house is like lots of instruments I, I love music and I write music I pr I'm producing music um, and I am actor I'm an actor I was studying in Moscow art theater school then I moved to Los Angeles and uh, started to study in like a couple of you know like acting classes here mm -hmm. acting schools and uh, also uh, what i've done like i've done a lot i i've been doing music since uh since i was six as i said and uh, i won an x factor show in russia as a singer then i've done around 35 uh, tv shows movies like a lot of stuff uh, as an actor I was on Eurovision. I won. I won uh, dancing and ice skating with the stars in Russia. That was so fun because I broke my hand. Literally, uh, there was a metal thing still in my hand because I broke, but I didn't stop. I won it, and I was on Eurovision uh, in Europe, and uh, I didn't win it. But that was a lot of fun anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had, um, as a musician, as a director, actually, an actor, I, I, I wrote a script for music video for my own music video. I wrote a song, then I wrote a script for my music video. I directed it, and it, it became a viral hit on, like, so many countries. Uh, still, like, for, for example, like, I'm having messages from, like, Indonesia almost every day, like, we love you so much! we don't understand what are you talking at all but we love you so much and uh, like that this one song and one video it, it, it's it's extremely funny honestly it's extremely funny yeah. and uh, it was one of my most successful director's job and as a director i did a short short movies lots of commercials which i'm writing scripts i i like to honestly i like to write and direct I like to be on the other side of the camera, you know, when you actually, when you can see everything, when you just, you want to just change, you just actually playing every second with every actor, with, with, with a, with a DP, you're playing with the light, you're like creating something what was not exist like half an hour ago, something new is just, and now everybody can see it. It's just an amazing moment. I love it. And so, and as an actor, yeah, I did a TV show, which called Unreal in the US, 
two seasons and I was playing one of the most craziest I get not the most it's just the craziest character I've ever played so far it was a ballet dancer a ballet superstar who is drug addicted alcoholic totally his bisexual crazy unstable guy who is that was such a you know for for actors we're we're searching for that kind of character because this is so interesting can you imagine to play someone who is totally unpredictable like every second he's switching like uh, rubik's cube like he's like pfft. next second he's like he's like ah, so funny pfft. the next second he's already totally he's like craziest person i've ever played and uh, then uh, the latest latest update on my career it's unreal uh, it's it's space wars Yep. Starring by uh, John Malkovich and Steve Carell. All right. Well, let's talk about all of those things. And um, uh, just as a side note, I, I I love the character that you're playing on Unreal because, uh, again, at, at a my level of, of acting, I had an opportunity to play a character. A director friend of mine called me and said, hey, we're shooting this weekend. Uh, I wrote a, a leading role for you. Do you want to do it? I Whoa. said, okay. Absolutely. And the guy is a motivational spokesperson who is a sex addict, drug addict, uh, walks around uh, with a huge, uh, and I'm going to say this, this is not a show for kids anyway, but I was walking around with a huge dildo in my pants because the guy is always erect. Uh, and he is a spokesperson for ED medication. The guy is just nuts. And I had the most fun I've ever had in any of my acting uh, career. That's the most fun role to play because you can just forget about everything and have fun. It was great. That, that's true, that's true, yeah. That, that's such a, that, that's the most, most crazy characters that bring the most fun in your life. Yeah. yeah. I love it. That's true. Uh, let's go to, uh, to the Russian X Factor. You won it when you were 17 years old. And again, doing my prep, what stood out to me is what you said, okay, hey, I won. I felt like my life is about to change. All these opportunities are going to come my way. And then the next morning, you had a realization. And that realization was the one that really kind of stood with me. Please share with our audience what that was. Yeah, next morning was the realization of that actually, uh, there was no opportunities this second. There was nothing. It's just something just that it was already an opportunity but what is going to happen it's not like now people are gonna run to you and say oh my god we want you no nobody nobody wants you nobody actually interested in you yeah. next thing it's all like you dependent on you what you really want what you can do and that actually next morning i started to i guess from that morning, I started to learn and to study so much. Like I've never was like, uh, I was doing my best to, just to understand everything about, uh, about the profession, like about producing music, about writing music, because I was not, I was just a singer who can play piano and accordion. And since that moment, I started to learn everything, like everything I can because um, nothing was ready. Like, I wasn't ready, honestly. I wasn't ready, and I didn't want to be that guy who just, you know, just did something, so, like, you know, like all those biggest stars, like they just appearing, and you see, oh my God, such a big star. And next year, you don't even remember the name of, the, of this person. And he or she, they were huge. And next year, just, what was what was his name? He was like that song or something. You remember this? Da, 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 and nobody can actually say who was it. So and I didn't want to be that person. I just realized that I didn't even have a hit. I didn't even like no hit song, no nothing. Like you know, like uh, <laughs> like there was. I I was watching some comedy show and there was a guy who called uh, to his mom in the middle of the night uh, and, and it was so funny because 
he accidentally, not knowing he ate uh, some, 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 some drugs. He didn't know that there was drugs in, in, a, in, 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 in little box or whatever. Uh, so, and <laughs> it was so funny because he called his mom in the middle of the night and he said, mama, I'm in a hotel in Hollywood and I, am, I, I did some drugs. I didn't know that it's drugs. And I think I'm about to die in this hotel like all you know like all the big stars i'm gonna die in the hotel because of the drugs in hollywood uh and, and she said uh, baby don't worry uh, no he is that there was one word like you know i'm gonna die young famous and because of drugs and she said uh son don't worry you're not famous <laughs> you're not gonna do so like that was that was me, you know. I was not famous. I was, I was just afraid to uh, become famous. I would say, become famous and uh, become no one right away. I was just no one. I was just some guy who won a show, like thousands of others already. So, yeah. That's that's very cool. Um, thank you for sharing that because again, it's it's you think your life is going to change and it's still very much up to you. Uh, just because you did that one thing doesn't mean that it will. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, you continued singing, you continued entering competitions, you were working on it. As you mentioned, you won the uh, uh, dancing and skating with the stars. Uh, you mentioned the, uh, the uh, broken hand, which was bad enough, but you also damaged your knee. And oh yeah. You, you still ended up winning. So to me, as, as again, I'm doing my research, I'm thinking, what makes you just say, hey, I don't care. This happened, this happened. I'm still focusing and I'm still going to finish and do it. What is it within you that says it doesn't matter? I'm going to go and do it. Um, because it's, it's life. You cannot predict something. And mm -hmm. when I was a kid, my, my father told me, son, if you started something, finish it and you just got to finish it. However, you just gotta go, like, because I was about to, I told my parents that I don't like accordion anymore. It's not fun. Can you imagine, like, all the kids there running around on the street playing football, and I'm sitting with accordion for hours in the apartment, and I'm like, and I'm six. Of course, I, no one is going to like it. Only if you, I don't know, like, literally crazy you're gonna like it more than running on a street with your friends. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I was about to give up. And my father told me that if you started something, just finish it. Finish these five years, take your diploma that you're a professional musician. After that, you will have a, um, because my parents, they were afraid. They said like, you will know that you will have a chleb, uh, uh, how, how you say it? Uh, bread. Uh, you will have money for the piece of bread. Some some kind of sort of thing like this. You will have money for a piece of bread. Uh, and I was in a poor family, so it was an important thing. <laughs> like, you know, have money for a piece of bread. So, uh, and they told me a really, really cool thing, which has also changed my life. They said, okay, if you're going to be really good with accordion, playing accordion, if you're going to win competitions, if we're going to be proud of you as a musician, you can be really bad at school. Just make sure that no one is going to call us from school and tell us that we should come and do something. Just, you know, it's going to be your business. I said, that's a deal. That's a deal. Since that moment, I started to play accordion really good. I was, I, I literally, I was working and I stopped studying anything at school, like anything. You can ask me like something about second grade. Since second grade, I know nothing. Like at all. Like nothing, no math, uh, nothing, like literally nothing. <laughs> but I was really good with accordion, and I was playing on every, uh, you know, in school there was like some evenings, some nights when like kids who are doing something in their life, they're either dancing for teachers, either playing something, singing. So, and of course, every time there was like this kind of talent, not a show, but talent night, I would say. Uh, of course, uh, the, uh, the teachers, they, they asked me, like, Alexei, we want you to come and play accordion. No problem. No problema. And uh, so they saw that I'm actually a talented guy. 
who is who kind of found himself in music so uh, they didn't call my parents they they knew that i know nothing just i i don't know anything and they've been putting me next to some girls who who's been studying really good to give me an opportunity to just sit and just literally they didn't tell me no 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 you should do it yourself no they knew that i cannot so i was just literally just writing everything what those girls they were writing i was just writing in the teachers they were like okay okay so, so they just, I, I didn't have a chance you know to learn anything because they they forgave me uh they just okay this guy is talented all right just let's give him a chance that's that was really, that's really really cool i get it again growing up in ukraine i get it um our american audience who's watching it are probably you know watching it with their mouths open right now uh things are a little different but i'm happy that you grew up in an environment that gave you an opportunity to really focus on what you love and yeah that's, you know that main takeaway from there um okay let's let's continue diving in so you uh you know your fame in russia uh continues to grow after these shows right you add mm -hmm. acting, you add stunts which is crazy i saw you jumping out of a 17 uh, story you know building uh, i i still can't quite believe myself um you uh, <laughs> you were the bachelor and 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 and, and you know it, it's yeah. it's a stance in russia it's it's actually it's actually next level of danger because, <laughs> because like, we have we have a really really funny joke about russian stuntmen in russia uh mm -hmm. it's like a director uh looking at the building there was like fifth floor and uh, he just asking the stuntman okay uh can you jump from the fifth floor I said hell yeah of course he just looked at him like okay uh can you jump from the fifth floor two times? That's the end of the joke. <laughs> because like it's Russian stunts, you know, like Russian stuntmen, stuntmen, they are the craziest, craziest ones. And they, they actually taught me lots of things. Yeah, and this 17th floor, I just came there on, on the roof and I asked uh, those stunt, stuntmen, stuntmen's team. I, uh, they said, okay, here's the belt yeah. and a rope. And we don't have a secure secure cable or anything, just a belt and a rope. I said, are you sure? Are you positive that it's safe? They said, pretty much. I said, okay, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like, all right, that's gonna be really fun. You know, every time I was scared in my life, every time. I, in, I, I guess because of adrenaline, I'm yeah. I'm having so much fun. I'm literally, I have no fear at all. This is, this is good and bad at the same time. And the same, and the same thing I have before I go on, before I go on a stage and I know there's like, you know, some important performance, some, some TV. First, I'm, I'm really nervous and closer I'm getting to the point that I have to go on a stage. It's just, I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. I'm, I'm like, I'm like waiting for Christmas. I'm like, I want to go. There is something incredible is about to happen. Something, and so because of adrenaline, I'm like really the same, like uh, I jumped with a parachute from the airplane once, once in my life. Because I'm the night. I didn't want to get into that sport at all. Um, it's too dangerous, you know, even for me. It's like, I just want to do it once jump and it's just just to know that i did it uh, so and that was the same thing we was in the airplane it was a military airplane uh, from second world war it was really old it, you cannot believe it on the wings right of oh, those things oh, in the airplane it was a little sign do not touch with your fingers because you can just literally ruin the ruin the like the upshifko all right, so he got to say, was the, please don't tell me the parachute itself was from the Second World War as well. <laughs> I don't know. I have no any idea. They said it's safe. I said, all right. <laughs> so I put it on myself. And when I was in the airplane, uh, oh, you know what was really funny? Uh, I asked the guy who was an instructor, uh, and I, I asked him, are you sure that we uh, uh, actually, that, uh, uh, <laughs> no, uh, are you sure that it's safe? He said, don't worry, I have a parachute. The only one thing I would be worried about is, are we going to take take off or not? That's the whole thing. After that, 
if we take off, you have a parachute. Don't worry, <laughs> you can just jump in a second. So it was so funny, and he was hilarious. That guy, he scared the hell of the of the whole group, except me, because I was laughing every second. Possibly because of the adrenaline, and I'm like, like he's saying horrible things about what is about to happen to us if we're gonna uh, end up, you know, landing in in water, how we're gonna die. He was actually explaining how we're gonna die if we land in the forest, how we're gonna die. <laughs> if we land in water, how we're gonna die. And of course, and then he was explaining uh, what he would advise to do to not die. <laughs> but before he was just you know for half an hour. Telling the and of course people they were just white you know that like just literally they were just are we going to do this mm. half of them actually didn't they they decided that they're gonna just stay and watch how those who are gonna go there are going to die they just said no it's not for us and it was an old or old airport uh in i don't even remember the city some old city old airport this airplane do not touch with your fingers how okay i'm still alive so yeah. now the, the, the guy must have been a, a guest writer on deadpool 2 with all of their parachute scenes and everybody dying um, yeah <laughs> that's true all right so you uh, you do that you survive you do the bachelor you were the Russia's uh, bachelor uh, you go to Eurovision you've mentioned that and then at some point you decide that okay I've had enough of Russia I'm going to move to the United States what prompted that move and going from the comfort and the security of home to halfway across the world well uh, that was a tough decision because back then it was 2011 uh when when i when when i came to america for the first time in my life uh, and i didn't even speak english at all not even any single word i mean okay. zero i could sing in english because i'm a musician so i can just you know tell me this word and i will repeat it yeah. only if it's word it's not the there there's still some words uh when we're uh, world world when we're recording a song and there is a and there is a word world that's it we stuck for an hour <laughs> because like those guys in the studio who just helped they helped me to record you know the, to pronounce every word uh, every word it was like last songs i was re already recording alone but uh, in the beginning it was okay for an hour just okay world and was perfect no he said no not even close world and what what are you doing with the mouth and just did world i'm like world 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 i couldn't i couldn't and that was uh. so i came to america because i've decided that they, like you know it's like you're never too young or too old to dream big it's like i had an opportunity to actually do something something more to extend this limit because there was no one from Russia came to America and and made it here no one there's of course there were some actors who did some 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 roles and characters and it's and it always like you know like like the whole country is so proud of every each person who came to cross the ocean and did at least something there you know prove that here we are yeah we we can we can we just don't want to you know we can <laughs> like like all of us actually <laughs> and uh so i had an opportunity because uh, i signed the music contract and i came uh and of course that was just the beginning and it was so it was the i, I thought that i already know everything i thought that i'm great i am amazing until i realized that yes i'm great and i'm amazing but especially this city it's hollywood for years for decades like the most talented people they were coming coming to this city and they were trying to make it here so actually like like there's thousands of people like myself and they are so talented 
They're all beautiful, handsome, talented. And there was a second uh, uh, realization that I have to start. Uh, and I'm, I'm starting from the very low point. I cannot even speak this language. And there was a really, really funny story. Just to explain how far I was from like not even speaking, from understanding. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like in America, uh, like in Europe, uh, it's really normal to say like when you see somebody like, hey, how are you? Like, how are you? How are you doing? Like, just, just, it's a casual thing. In Russia, like barista, for example, in Starbucks, he, he's not gonna ever ask you, how are you? Because it's not his business, right? It's like, it's just different. And uh, be, like, we're asking only if we know someone, like, oh, how are you? And we really care because like, we, we really know each other. In America, it doesn't matter, do you know this person or not? You're just kind of like, hey, how are you? Like, I didn't know that, I, like no one told me. So of yeah. course, like, can you imagine like first day, like, how are you? Everybody's asking, and I'm like, and I wanna be really polite. I, I, I don't know, I know nothing. And with my dictionary, like with amount of words I know in English, explain how am I right now? It's almost impossible. It's just like, you know, I'm, I stuck like for half an hour to explain how, how am I feeling right now? Like, and why am I here? And I was just, I was suspicious because maybe they, they asking, how are you doing? Because they understand that I'm from another country and they really care, plus such nice people. They really care about me. They, so I have to, I, so in the, the, like the moment I understood that something is going wrong, I came to Starbucks. And there was a guy, I was just, I was praying to God. I was like, please, no one, please don't ask me because like yesterday I spent almost half a day to, I was trying to explain to everyone, each person, how do I, how I feel right now, uh, that yesterday I came from Russia and flight was 11, 12 hours. Mm, I was very tired and uh, mm, didn't sleep. Um, uh, much so again, like, I was like I was trying to make some sentences sentences and it was and of course people they were looking at me like uh, what is going on <laughs> what is going on with this guy like he seemed very nice but possibly like mental like so, so in this barista I was just standing in in Starbucks and I was just praying please don't ask me just I came there I already knew what I want it's vanilla latte so I'm like I'm coming there already with right amount of cash to not just, you know, like I'm waiting in line and then I'm like vanilla latte and I'm trying to go in. Okay, how are you? Again. <laughs> I'm not, like yesterday, all my trouble, you know, seems so far away. And I started, I started to, of course, like explain that yesterday I arrived from Russia. I'm a musician. Uh, I'm famous in Russia for some reason. Like there was like some things I could explain. And of course he was preparing my vanilla latte. And he was just like, you know, preparing coffee and looking at me like, some weird guy, really weird guy. And next day when I came back to the same Starbucks, he didn't ask me. He was not asking me anymore because possibly hey. it was like, yeah, yeah, I've made it. But of course, at some point I came to the music studio and, and there was uh, guys, I already knew them. I saw them, you know, Alex, how are you brother? How are you? How, is, how you been? I didn't even know what it means, how you've been 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 what like for me like how you been been it's like are they talking about beans or what like like i didn't even know what it means like and like how are you like uh, uh i've heard it like for a couple of days i know what to answer i'm going to tell them how do i feel right now so and i asked them guys what is going on like why everybody like you know me you can ask me like how 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 am i right but why those guys, they ask me everywhere. 
this is I was very suspicious about it, and they explained me, of course, that you sh you sh should just say like, I'm fine, I'm good, fine. I said, are you sure? Because I want to be very polite. I want to show to the world that Russian people they are very nice. It's not like in movies. They like if if there is the Russian, he's like, okay, okay, brother. You want to know how I am right now, right? Okay, I'm going to tell you right now how I feel. I feel pretty good. So, like, usually there's bad guys, right? And I want to show that we're nice most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, they explained me everything. Anyway, that was the story. <laughs> No, no, it's it's great. Again, I I came in 1989, and uh, you know we flew into uh, New York, and then we got into a plane, got to Detroit, which was my you know first halt. And my you know idea of the uh, America was you have tall buildings, you have skyscrapers everywhere. Then we come to Detroit, we're driving, and there's no building above three uh, stories. I'm thinking, where am I? Uh, in in Russian, and for the Russian audience, I'm going to say what I was thinking. Yab diriyev nupriyehal. Uh, mm -hmm. which is, you know, I'm, I'm going to some sort of a, you know, country or uh, I, I don't know where I am. This is not a city. This is not a town. This is not America. And then I realized that in downtown, you have tall buildings everywhere else. You really don't. So that was yeah. my impression of the United States. So your first impression was just people asking you how you are. I, I, I think that's great. Yeah. Everywhere. That was yeah. so, it, it was so scary. Like, because when you don't know this language at all, it's really hard. It's really hard every time to try to find words. It's like literally to answer the simplest question. How are you? It takes a couple of minutes mm -hmm. of my life and the person who was <laughs> who was strong enough to ask me, you know, yeah. now, okay, now handle this situation. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. So, but uh, like to really answer your question, I mm -hmm. came here because you know, I'm I'm a dreamer. R literally, I am a guy from poor family in, in from small city, and uh, I've made it in my country. And I knew that there was there, there was nothing. There was no such thing like impossible. Of course, like when I was telling in my hometown that I'm gonna go to Moscow and I'm gonna be star, I'm gonna be on TV. I'm gonna people they were laughing, obviously because like. No, of course, yeah, of course you will. Of course, Alex, you will. You will go, yeah, you will be superstar. Yes. And of course, I've made it. Yeah. And I, I didn't know how, no one knows ever. But like, and then the same opportunity to come here to America and try to do it here, try to make it like worldwide. Of course, I'm like, like, there was nothing, and there was nothing holding me actually, because yes, there was some sort of like, yes, of course, there was money, um, fame, and uh, lots of opportunities, uh, lots of movies, uh, which I could do, you know, these years. I could just grow and build kind of my something there, but it's not what we're living for. I think we should live for our dreams because otherwise it's just wasting of life. Life is such a magical thing. Anything can happen. Anything. Like that that that's why I'm like literally like when people are trying to like, yeah, you know, it's impossible. No, it actually it is. Maybe it's it's gonna take time. Maybe it's gonna take time. Maybe it's gonna be really hard. Maybe it's not gonna go the way you want it to go. But if you just have a dream, why not to try? So I decided to try. Yeah. And you did. And you came here and you, you, know, you had your music contract. You started recording the album. And then something happened. Then something, something happened, yes. Then something happened when I didn't expect to happen in my life. Because I'm a dreamer <laughs> and I'm a stuntman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, uh, uh, and then suddenly car accident and I, I had a stroke 
um, during car accident uh, that happened somehow because I have a open hole in my heart and the blood goes in different directions sometimes and there was a clot and uh, so half of my body was paralyzed left side fully even one of the vocal cords it was paralyzed uh, and uh, there was still a huge part of my brain it's still dead on the right side which people are saying actually that it's a creative uh, creative half of your brain it's right one yeah, well, I think I think it's pretty much yeah I, I was about to say bull 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 Chicago Bulls uh, the, but uh, you know after it, when I woke up of course I, I woke up in a hospital and I couldn't remember anything I couldn't I forgot English again at all because I like when the doctor came and I realized that I'm in a hospital really strange i cannot feel have over my face for some reason and i cannot move my hand and i don't feel my left leg i just like something is wrong and i want to drink so they gave me something to drink and i didn't know how to save and drink again i forgot english at all they are talking about something and i'm like okay okay i remember okay what well and something is not okay <laughs> definitely <laughs> in hospital for some reason they gave me something to, to drink and i remember this moment like i i was drinking from a little bottle and i'm like drinking and i realized that water is just falling out of my mouth and i cannot swallow it and i'm like something is really wrong and uh, and i cannot like uh, tell anything to these doctors because I don't remember how to speak English. Uh, so I was paralyzed, half of my body was paralyzed. And of course, in the beginning, I'm gonna tell you that first, like, I don't know, uh, three, five days, I didn't even believe. I was thinking that it's kind of a dream. It's a dream, it, it, it must be a dream. It's a dream joke. It's a joke because it's just impossible. I am a stuntman, you know, I'm, I'm, I've done so many crazy things in my life and now I'm suddenly, I just don't, I cannot move my body. It's just funny. I started to laugh so much. I was like, they said, you know, Alex, uh, you should take it easy. Easy, I remember. Take, take, I don't remember what, what I, I don't even understand what, what are you talking about right now? Like, I cannot understand what a doctor is trying to explain me. So everything is so weird. It's just unreal. Just unreal. I'm like, no, it's unreal. It's definitely unreal. I'm just going to fall asleep again right now. I'm going to wake up and everything is going to be great. And of course, I was waking up. And suddenly it came to me because the uh, doctor showed me. They did an MRI. And he showed me uh, the, like my brain. And he realized that like this part is damaged. Possibly it's dead. He said, and it's a huge part. And I and he said, you had a stroke. I didn't know this word. <laughs> he told me you had a stroke. And like for me, okay, stroke. It sounds like strike. Strike mm -hmm. it's in bowling, right? In bowling, strike it's something good. Something good happened. That's what I decided. <laughs> like something good happened. Something, but possibly just because of brain strike, strike brain, right? It means that, and also strike, it's like maybe maybe my brain made the strike, stroke, so it doesn't want to work. Okay, like I need to deal with my brain, right? <laughs> Somehow. So uh, after a couple of more days, I realized that actually it's a reality. I cannot eat normally. I cannot walk. I cannot speak. I didn't even try to sing yet. That was another another moment in my life when I was trying to sing, and uh, but I was still in a in a hospital, and when I realized actually what happened, uh, I, I stopped laughing uh, at all because I realized that possibly uh, I'm never gonna be the same person what I was before. Yeah. And I want it because my life was beautiful. My life was full of 
everything. And it was just life of hope, life of dream. You know, like I was just going like, and I was living such a full life. And then suddenly I cannot move and I'm in, in, in the bed and have my face like this. So in the doctors, when I started to realize that I, I'm starting to remember some of the words and the doctors told me that, you know, we cannot promise you that you actually going to be able to uh, live like you were living before. Since that moment, I stopped listening to them at all. At all. They were you should take it easy. I'm not gonna take it easy. I was trying to stand up from the bed right away. I was trying to walk. They were saying, No, 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 you should be very careful. I said, I am not gonna be very careful. Like since that moment I was trying to uh do everything only with my left hand and it was literally not even moving. I was trying to uh my answer was like when they were telling me something, no, 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 you should Take it easy, you should be very careful. I was like, okay, I'm gonna show you something right now. So I'm gonna show you this finger. Wait, wait a second. I was trying to just I was just I was literally making fun of them, even though I was you know, I started to literally fight because I didn't want them to tell me that I cannot do something. Like, no, 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 you cannot, I can. Just why you like if you cannot tell me how to fix myself right now. I'm going to find my way because like, there's, it's only in the end, it's only my decision. Can I do it or not? So I was forcing myself to eat because I couldn't swallow. So I was putting food in my mouth and I was just closing it with my hand until I will swallow the food because muscles, they should remember, they should do it again. Somehow I didn't know. I, I was just doing everything. I was pushing myself every day harder and harder. And after one month, I was already walking, I was already talking, and the doctors, they were just looking at me like, like when I came to, the, to a doctor, to another doctor, after one month, and he looked at my MRI, and there was my brain with a huge piece, literally huge piece, there was like 30%. Yes. And um, I came to his uh, office, and he said, okay, where, where is the patient? Patient, правильно? Patient. Where's the patient? I said, here I am. Uh, he looked at the like. He said, Al uh, um, Alexei. Exactly. <laughs> like here I am. Why don't you? Said it's impossible. No, no, no. There's some kind of a mistake. We just haven't like we. I need to call to my office. He said like there's a wrong MRI. I have a patient. I'll you probably like you, you check the MRI test. Blah blah blah. So he couldn't believe that after one month with such a huge damage of my brain and he, and there was like, it's said that I was like paralyzed, that half of body paralyzed, cannot speak, uh, cannot like eat, like anything. And, and suddenly I'm, I came and of course I didn't, I didn't feel anything with my left hand yet. Uh, I, I like, I was just, I was just moving it, uh, but I didn't feel anything like left leg. I was like muscles, they started to work already. I just didn't feel like uh, the same thing with my, with my face. I was already moving out every day, working with all my left side. I was doing everything with, with my left hand and I was forcing myself to do something. And my brain actually started to work so fast, like two, three times, five times faster than it was working before. And I couldn't Possibly because I was just laying down, laying down, my brain started to like, we got to do something like every second, like, you know, like I'm like just laying down. And then there was like my mind, like, let's do something. Let's create something, write something like, <laughs> like let's write something. I'm like, uh, it, it was constant dialogue with my mind, with my mind. Uh, sometimes I was switching to God. I was talking to God, questioning so many things because I was angry so angry just uh, just i just didn't know what i did wrong you know like yeah. it just uh, i couldn't really understand what i did wrong because i was living a healthy life i was trying to uh, be a good person help my parents 
uh, be a good example for others. I, I just literally couldn't understand. Yeah. It was, and that's why I was very, very angry. I was just every day this anger. It was just grown in me, and I was questioning this empty sky and looking there and just asking like why me until i actually understood after one month and i was already strong enough to walk i was uh, they already they told me that you we don't we cannot uh, help you anymore you need to go home because like you're doing really good like we cannot like you don't need to be here at all and i think i realized that it was me because i could handle it possibly if, if it would be somebody else possibly they couldn't yeah. and it was me because i could i could fight it back and after that uh, i uh, i became writer only after that after my creative side of my brain was damaged, <laughs> I started to be 100% more creative than I was before, not two, not five. I started to write scripts constantly. I started to be so creative. I started to direct my own music videos, commercials. I started to edit things because when I was not able to be an actor, I've learned uh, how to film things, uh, by myself because I was learning on set like why different lenses you know on camera so I started to use all the knowledge I had to just uh, stand on the other side of the camera because I could not act myself I still had problems with my speech I could talk but I could you know like in one sentence the words they were sometimes going in like you know in wrong spots like like I uh, like like for example, uh, I would not say like I'm alright. I said, um, alright, I'm like for some reason like the, the it was just <laughs> it was not there yet. Like a puzzle, you know, and you put in the wrong pieces in in, in the spot. It's yeah. kind of but there you understand picture, but everything is like <laughs> not. I was a different person, and I'm gonna say one thing about that that um, I was trying to become the same person who I was before. And of course, every day I was understanding that I cannot, I, I cannot. And I'm trying as hard as I can. I'm trying to sing and I cannot because one of the vocal cords is still not moving. It's just disconnected. And uh, until again, I realized that uh, I'm not going to be that person anymore. It's just impossible, but I'm going to try to become someone even better. And I remember I told my mom uh, because she came uh, to America and I, and I told her that do you think that if I will fight this and if I will win, if I will start to do all those things I was doing before, as good as I, I was doing it before. Do you think that I'm gonna be the greatest in the world? I just wanted to hear it, I guess, from her. She said, yes. Okay. And I was just, basically every day, I was just forcing myself again to just be better until I realized that I'm, I'm, became much better person i guess and i uh, because of what i've or what i've been through i just started to live this life even more full than it was before because we never know honestly seriously we never know what is going to be tomorrow so and if and if you, you know cherish this day which you have right now this moment every piece of second it's it's becoming such a full life like with all the problems because there is no such thing as a problem it's just an always an opportunity to change something to do something else do something different no it's not a problem 
until you can do something, it's never a problem. So that was the point where I never became the same person again. And you became something better and you became something stronger. And in terms of you setting that example, the example that you were setting prior to the accident was one example. Right now, the example that you're setting with everything that you have done to come back from that is a million times better. And God, I don't wish what happened to you onto anybody, but you were strong you. enough to handle it. And now people looking at it, I, I can tell you that again, as, as I was learning about you and when I heard that, that changed so many things just for me uh, personally, I'm driving differently. And I, I'm not looking at my phone anymore because I have you in the back of my mind thinking, uh, it happened to Alex. I'm going to put away my phone. I'm going to focus completely because who knows? Any moment something can change. Um, yeah. When I, I dealt with some health issues of my own, nothing remotely to, uh, to what you were dealing with. And I was scared. And I didn't do anything about those issues because I was scared. Mm -hmm. And listening and seeing what happened to you and how you came back from it screws being scared i'm not scared i'm gonna go and do whatever needs to get done i'm gonna get it taken care of so things started changing for me and i didn't really even know you it was mm -hmm. just by listening and seeing what happened your example is already there and it's thank it's you thank you so thank you and you recovered, you started singing again. We're gonna to get to your video, which is hilarious in a second. Um, Thank you. You started singing again, you got on, on screen. You know, your first role, and what the accident happened, just so people understand, the accident happened to you in 2013. In 2014, you already had a role on, uh, it was a small role, and you know, we could talk about the, the, the things that happened, <laughs> but uh, in 2014, you were already in Sin City. Yeah. And, you continued working. You've uh, done Russian movies. Um, you know, I grew up watching uh, Three Musketeers. That was my favorite thing. That's why I started fencing when I was a kid. You were mm -hmm. in the Three Musketeers uh, in the <laughs> So you yeah. did these things. And 2018 was kind of that year that you know uh, I sent you in in a new in a new direction. So two things happened, and I want to dive into both of those. You know, mm -hmm. you've mentioned one, uh, actually, you've mentioned both of them. Uh, Unreal, you got cast on Lifetime's uh, Unreal with mm -hmm. uh, Appleby, with uh, Constance Zimmer, with a bunch of others. Uh, they were, I want to talk about that in a second. And you did your video, which I I don't know, I, I stopped kind of looking at the numbers, but I think it's getting close to a billion views on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on different platforms, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's still growing for some reason. People are still coming back and watching it. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those because, again, as, as I started doing the research, I didn't know anything. So I started looking around. I saw the video and I immediately recognized them. Like, I know this song from somewhere. I don't remember where, but I know this from somewhere. I saw the video. I made my whole family watch the video. My, my, my own family, my uh, daughter, uh -huh. my son, my wife. Uh, they love it. Then I saw all of the follow-ups to the video. I saw all of your other videos. We're going to get into mm -hmm. that. In the so it's going to continue growing. I'll make sure of it just for my little end uh, that I can. <laughs> um, so it's funny. You got cast in Unreal. You, you've mentioned the character that you were playing. Uh, mm -hmm. It was funny to watch because, again, you were The Bachelor. And now you're playing on kind of the opposite side of that equation. Yeah. <laughs> the whole experience come back into play? How was it like to do something completely different? It was really funny because just The Bachelor just literally almost, just, uh, it was like half a year ago and then uh, I, w I was The Bachelor and yeah. um, I had so many fights with producers during the show in Russia. When I was The Bachelor, I had so many fights. Literally since the first night, I started to ruin their show so badly because they were trying to play me and uh like when i see that someone is trying to you know like oh alex look at this girl she's so nice right she's she had such such a, such a good story you know like and it's 
going to be so good for you. Like if you have, you know, this dramatic story, like, yes, she's like, she's a lesbian, right? And you will, you can, you know, change her mind and we will show and okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a great idea. I think, thank you so much. And, and they said, make sure that you will pick her. It's going to be so good for a show. I said, of course, of course. And then, of course, like, <laughs> it's all life. You cannot change anything. When I'm getting the roses, like, I'm, I'm not picking that girl. Yeah. And, and the producers, I just feel it, you know, with my back, that they are sitting next to the monitors. They don't understand what to do because they had some kind of script already about what they're going to do with every and each girl. But I came there because I literally thought, you know, my life is crazy enough. Yeah. It's crazy enough. Literally, maybe I'm literally going to find the girl of my life there. Because mm -hmm. like w what I know about life, that it's always given opportunity in crazy ways, sometimes like in really, really dumb way. Mm -hmm. uh, and only after some time you can, un you can understand some things, like can explain for yourself. Uh, so, of course, I was not playing anything they were trying to push. I was pushing back even hard. And so we were fighting constantly till the very end. I was, I was explaining right next to cameras. I was standing next to the girls. And I was telling them, ladies, if you want to look good, really, if you want to understand that you are not just little dolls, you know, because they are playing you like a puppet. And I will explain you why. I will explain you even how. I was explaining them right next to those producers who, who, who was, they were trying to make a show. And I told them they're trying to make a show and how they do it. It's so, it's so simple. Like, I, I will explain you. Uh, just imagine that the girl is going to an interview. Like, like it's a bachelor, right? She's going to an interview and the interviewer uh, right, asking her, okay, mm, Elena, did you see that he was not looking at anyone except you? He's like, he had such a special moments with you. He was just staring at you sometimes. And she didn't see that, but she thinks that they saw. And she said, uh, I, I actually did. I, I saw that. Yeah. She, and, and the interviewer, she, she's asking her, like, oh, no, 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 say it with your own words. And she's like, oh, you know, I saw that he was not looking at anybody except me. He was just staring at me sometimes. We had, you know, that special connection. She's trying to, she's actually starting to believe that that happened. And they're asking another girl, oh, well, did you realize that he, is, he was... To, like giving time to every girl except you. Did it make you angry? Like, she's like, actually, yeah, that made me angry. Like, I said, oh, no, 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 say it with your own words, like the whole thing. And they're saying what producers told them just because they're playing that very simple game with it. And I was explaining to the girls how it works and what is happening. And we can actually, ladies, I, I, I want you to look good. I want to pick one of you, but I want all of you to be happy and to be proud of and to be happy with like what we have right now. Let's just, you know, forget about them. And producers, of course, they were, they didn't know what to do because girls stopped believe them. They started to question every word and it's not what they want at all. <laughs> like, so of course we were fighting constantly. And uh, I don't know who won, honestly. <laughs> like, I, uh, there, there was one guy, he was also the bachelor in Russia, also very, very, very famous comedian. And uh, he saw, well, Alex, I, I didn't pick anybody in that, I have to say. In the end, I didn't pick a girl because I realized that it's, we're not gonna be together. Why should I lie to? And like, let's try to build love. No, well, you cannot build, you can build the building. I don't know what you can build, but you cannot build love. It's either exist, either not. It's like, like, let's build. Let's build God, right? How you will build God? You either believe and it exists for you, either not, and might be still existing. Like, but like, it's just, you know, you cannot build some things. Uh, so, 
I wasn't uh, lying to the audience, to myself, and to the girls. Um, 